Welcome back to the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Today we have the quarterback bulls of the stock market, the dynasty stock market, uh, the post-NFL draft stock market evaluation we're going to go through. Uh, each one player maybe toss in some honorable mentions at the end of who rose in their respective position. Um, so I'll just start right off. I have Derek Carr. Um, he Obviously they drafted Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Lynn Bowden, helped out the defense on a couple of positions, probably reached on Damon Arnett. That's a different conversation. So to start off with Derek Carr, just the, the whole theme of him this offseason was they're going to draft a quarterback at 12 or 19, whether it's Jordan Love or Herbert. But they basically came out and said that they are comfortable with their QB room and basically shut down all those rumors about a week and a half before the draft. One, that is just an instill of confidence in Derek Carr. When they had all these picks to go take Jordan Love, trade up for Justin Herbert, trade up for two or something, they did not do that. They stayed put and they added weapons around him and a lot of playmaking weapons, too, on top of that. So his average um, depth of target and air yards per game were really bad last year. An A dot of 6.55, which was, like, out of the top 40 fantasy quarterbacks, like, 38th. Like, it was, like, bad, bad. I mean, if you think about it, he was throwing to Hunter Renfro, who's terrible, Tyrell Williams, who's terrible, and their tight end. So he really had nothing to work with, and obviously they have that now. His air yards per game uh, to that average of the top 40 fantasy quarterbacks was negative 46 yards. So – they were not airing the ball out a lot last year, but with the moves they made, I'm going to keep harping back on that. They will be doing that this year. You add in Henry Ruggs, who we talk about all the time. Yes, he's elite when with the ball in his hands downfield. He's really he's a speedy burner, but they're not going to use him in that type of way. Um, he had 18.7 yards per catch in college, but it wasn't like they were just like, you run a seam route, go catch the ball. They're using him in different ways, which they're going to use that here. Lynn Bowden, a different playmaker, dynamic playmaker, Listed as a running back, but he's going to play both. I mean, they don't want to draft a running back when they have Josh Jacobs. And then you have Brian Edwards who will play the slot, get with the ball in his hands as well. So or taking in all of, all of that, he rose for me. Um, I, we don't have the ADP for everyone just because uh, Fantasy Mojo, FFPC leagues, probably haven't ran enough to actually take data. So we don't have his exact ADP. I think it was QB17 uh, pre NFL draft. I would imagine that maybe it went up a little bit, but probably not too much. But he's a great quarterback two spot in Superflex, um, buying into what they've done so far this offseason. Yeah, I, I like what they did with Carr, especially uh, – sorry, Tyler. Uh, opposite of what uh, they they did with Aaron Rodgers, uh, which we'll see in a future video. But uh, opposite of what the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers, the Raiders re really went out and said, Derek Carr's our guy. Let's grab a speed weapon on the outside. Got an, uh, another couple of receivers slash weapons in uh, Lynn Bowden and uh, Brian Edwards in the third round. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I, I really like uh, Derek Carr's stock going, uh, going forward. So uh, definitely a bull. My value for him is they spent a lot of their resources financially on their offensive line. Um, in efficiency, ranks sixth in rushing and in passing. Um, even with the limited production of that offense, their offensive line was absolutely incredible. They have veteran guys who know what they're doing. Um, they're a little older, but they, again, know what they're doing. They put a lot of resources into it. They're a top five offensive line, in my mind, coming into this year. Um, and, and then they go and add pieces and resources to help out Derek Carr. I, I'm back. Uh, I'm backing um, backing the selection. This was a guy who I wanted to, to even do just, just off of the pure value of the offensive line and the pieces they added to help him. Yeah, hopefully they don't trade Gabe Jackson because I know that was like a rumor that they might yeah. trade him. But uh, yeah, like Tyler mentioned, Colton Miller and Trent Brown on the on the bookends. Those guys aren't actually old; they're they're younger guys. So 
Um, and then the interior guys are really the experience, the road graders, the Richie Incognito, how mentally fucked up they might be or good offensive linemen. So yeah, cars value. He's always, he's a, there's, there's car truthers out there on the internet. A lot of people think he's a much better quarterback than he is, but, uh, there's some validity to that. Everyone knows he's a good deep passer and everyone knows he's, um, he's really never had great weapons in his career. So this could definitely be, um, a good chance for him to take a step forward. Yeah, and real quick, specifically for Dynasty, um, they added Josh Simpson in the draft. Um, he's going to back up Incognito, and he's he's going to eventually take over that role when Incognito does eventually retire, a 14-year vet going into his 15th year. So eventually they know he's going to be moving on, so they're going to have a guy that's been sitting in the offense for a long time behind him uh, finally come into that role. So this line will be good for, I think, a pretty pretty long time. Agree. Yeah. Simpson is a very uh, talented, experienced player coming from uh, the program in Clemson. You know uh, how uh, Mike Mayock values those Clemson boys. But, you know, I definitely like uh, the additions they made on the offense, both both in terms of weapons and the offensive line. So, uh, yeah, Derek Carr is definitely a bull. Whoever wants to go next? Uh, here, I can go. Uh, this might uh, come across as a little bit of a homer pick, but uh, I think there's – really, uh, But there's real validity to me uh, – to it for me, and that's uh, Dak Prescott. I mean, he's currently going as a QB4. Uh, uh, that's still on the rise. Like, before the, the, the offseason even started, he was at quarterback before six. Before you get into this, can I ask anyone, did they not think Dak Prescott was a top five dynasty quarterback before this? For sure. I had, a, I had him at four, and he's still at four. Um, I yeah, like Kyler's, to, Kyler's rushing floor a little bit better. I'll, I'll let you make your case and everything, but to me, yeah. he was already pretty solidified. I agree, he definitely yeah. went up, but, like, I don't know how much he can gain from where he already was because he was, like, highly valued before. I agree. I mean, in terms of overall ranking, maybe he doesn't move up a ton, but, I mean, in terms of his overall ceiling and floor, I feel like uh, the numbers uh, themselves are actually going to go up. Uh, if that makes sense. So maybe he might still be ranked as a quarterback three, quarterback four, but I think his overall uh, production is definitely going to increase in terms of uh, what you're getting from him. So uh, going into Dak Prescott, I mean, he's a guy, obviously uh, we know the story about Dak. Uh, fourth round pick 2016 has not finished outside the top 12 quarterbacks since coming to the league. Uh, he's coming off his best season of his career, finishing as a quarterback two in fantasy last year, uh, compi- uh, completing 65% of his passes for over 4,900 yards with a 30 to 11 touchdown interception ratio. Uh, in the offseason, I mean, long-term uh, head coach for the Cowboys and Jason Garrett obviously has been their coach for the past decade, uh, was actually fired and replaced by Mike McCarthy, a nice uh, pass-centric tech coach. Uh, Jason Garrett is one of those guys who has really established himself as uh, an established-the-run type truther, which uh, I think we've all seen by uh, the feed Zeke uh, that people see when watching Dallas. But uh Dallas last year ranked 21st in pass-to-run uh, ratio, which was uh, at, a, at a mere 58%, like in terms of overall uh, uh, what it actually was. Mike McCarthy himself actually calls it at a pass-run uh, split of 63%, which would have ranked 7th in the league last year. So uh, overall volume is going to go up. I mean, he was, uh, he was 11th in attempts last year with uh, 596. So you're adding in uh, Mike McCarthy, obviously, uh, Dak was tops in the league in mostly all of the efficiency uh, metrics if you actually look at the advanced stats. Bringing in McCarthy, a good coach, uh, shown as a quarterback uh, guru, if you will, uh, over the years, really working uh, and developing with his quarterbacks. So you got that going for him. And then in the draft alone, I mean, everybody's seen my reaction at this point. Adding CeeDee Lamb to that offense that is missing the, the wide receiver three from last year, you replaced Randall Cobb with CeeDee Lamb. And then you're able to add a more dynamic option at tight end, uh, in my opinion, with Blake Jarwin. I mean, 
to me, it's addition by subtraction. You take out Jason Wynn, who absolutely did nothing after the catch, uh, was really an inconsistent target for Dak last year. You let Jarwin really develop into his role, who I think, after watching years of film on him, obviously as a Cowboys fan, is a, a much more dynamic talent at this point in their careers. I just think it's all of them adding up. I mean, you're getting Dak. He's a 26-year-old quarterback. Has, def- in my opinion, definitely quarterback one type upside. Uh, and you're, get- you're getting him, uh, in my opinion, at a better value than uh, you would have had uh, you were- you've been drafting a couple weeks ago, per se. So, yeah, I know uh, with the additions to C.D. Lamb, uh, obviously the weapons and the coaching change in the offseason, I really think that uh, it would be foolish to not list uh, Dak as an overall riser. So uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Dak? Because, I mean, I want to get to I want to dig into the volume thing again. We've talked about it before. I, I don't think his volume is going to go up very much because I think the team yeah. overall is going to be better. I think the defense is going to be improved. So I think they're going to be able to um, establish Zeke a little bit better. Uh, aside from that, I, I pretty much agree with everything you said. Like, I know he's um, he's pretty controversial when it comes to people's opinions on how good of a quarterback he actually is. But you, you're only as good as the talent around you. And Dak's got an, an incredible talent around him. So there's no doubt in my mind he's going to be one of the most efficient and probably one of the highest rated fantasy quarterbacks in the NFL. So I, yeah, I have no, and he's young as shit too. So aside from the whole contract um, ambiguity that we have uh, with him right now, I, I don't think there's any reason not to put him as a top five fantasy or dynasty quarterback. So. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it, for me, it always comes back to that vacated production. CD will fill that. He will fill that, but that's not going to, nothing's getting better for that team in a way. Like you look at the top rookie receiver last year, it was DK Metcalf. He had 900 yards. Okay. If CD gets 900 yards, there's still hundred yards vacated production that they're not even filling. Um, obviously with no training camps, OTAs, he, if I were to guess, he probably won't start right away. That's just my guess. Cause you can't throw a rookie in there right away and expect him to do great. They'll probably work in guys like Devin Smith if he's even on the roster. Or Tony they got to install a new offense too, which is so, – because yeah, like, they have a new head coach, right? So I mean, uh, maybe – I don't know. I, I, maybe at the start of the season, uh, it, there might be a little bit of a learning curve. I just think in, in terms of overall upside and overall uh, – again, Dynasty is a long-term game as well. So mm-hmm. uh, you're getting a 26-year-old quarterback with arguably the best overall pieces around him uh, aside from Mahomes because that Chiefs offense is just ridiculous. But – Aside from that, I think uh, Dak and Dallas overall have, like, the best set of pieces, if you will. So, uh, yeah, I, I can definitely see uh, the coaches may say, oh, uh, you're a rookie still. We want to make sure that you learn the whole playbook. Obviously, short and offseason, they might ease them in. I just think that Jerry Jones is just going to see, oh, I just gave this guy the number 88. He's the number six player on my big board. He's talented enough to pick it up on the fly. But I can see where you're coming from for sure. Well, yeah, most I think... don't pan out in that offense. <laughs> Antonio Bryant. Oh, God. I think the, the thing where I think he rose was I think he just created a bigger gap between the four and the five for me. Yeah. I still would have Kyler because it's still an air raid offense. He has the rushing floor. Lamar, I just have Lamar. And his contract situation is a little clearer right now. For sure. And like, oh. yeah, he's still a great dynasty asset. I just think that his ADP is going to skyrocket now. Not saying I won't draft him if, like, the price is right because I was drafting him on, like, the early two – um, even late one sometimes, just depending on how it fell. But I think, yeah, I just think it's nothing. Yes, McCarthy throws the ball a lot, but he's never had a running back that commands $10 million a year. So they're still going to feed him. They're going to have to feed him or else it's going to be a whole other turmoil of whatever, just egos all over the place. So, yeah, I think he's a great quarterback. I think his dynasty value is better than it was before. But, I mean, it's just more he created the gap. He He sort of solidified himself in the tier two with Kyler for me and sort of bump down the other guys. 
I mean, uh, I, I'm on board with you there too. Uh, I have him as my three, but him and Kyler to me are the clear three, four after obviously uh, Mahomes and Lamar. So uh, either way, yeah, maybe the rank doesn't overall change, but I, I mean, in terms of overall ceiling and floor, I can uh, definitely agree with you there. Uh, Tyler, what do you, you guys say? Uh, yeah, right up there with Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, clear <laughs> five. So yeah, completely back, uh, back him. Uh, I'm ready to dive into mine though. I'm quite excited for, for my candidate. Um, quarterback 24 last year, um, sacked 38 times behind a really inefficient offense that has pieces that added a lot more. And we thought had a very impressive draft. I'm talking about Daniel Jones, quarterback of your New York giants. Um, I just want to go ahead and go right into the offensive line first. Um, they drafted three, picked up one undrafted. Uh, I kind of built out their offensive line look. Um, and, and I'm already scheduling out about not scheduling uh placing about three new starters just on their offensive line as it is andrew thomas at the left tackle they wanted to move shane lemieux their fifth round pick into the center position and matt pert obviously on the right tackle and so you're bookending your line with two rookies uh the line's going to have uh some need to develop obviously um but i think it's already going to be looking better than than it already is and, and nate solder i think there's a chance they'll end up either releasing him or maybe trying to see if he could fit in on one of the guard positions. But I, I think his time in New York, uh, maybe, maybe closing. Tyler, out. do you think there's a chance that they put uh, Thomas at right tackle and, and play Solder for the first year while Pert develops? Yeah, there, there is. Um, their depth chart currently is shaped like that, but I don't, I mean, I think, I think that's actually, that, that could work. I feel like they want to, they want to start Pert. So that's why, that's why when I was kind of scheduling it out, I'm like, placing it out. Um, I wanted to put part of the right tackle. I mean, there's a chance that you move him uh, to the interior as well. Uh, so, so that's definitely not uh, a chance to happen as well. But um, kind of looking at that offensive line, Daniel Jones was sacked 38 times. Uh, it was 13th in the NFL, mainly because his mobility. Um, I think one issue with him was holding on to the ball when he was running. Uh, fumbled a good bit of times last year. I think if he can get that um, managed and a better offensive line, just new pieces, just – any, any sign that he could actually grow off of uh, a line that he's not having to run away from defenders the entire time will mean that he'll probably grow as a passer more. 18.4 uh, points per game in those 12 games that did start. Uh, averaged around four rushing attempts per game. So you're going to get that rushing uh, effect. His passing will be there. He put up four games of 27-plus points. So he's definitely a big hit. Uh, potentially, he's way above quarterback 24 in my eyes. And yeah, that was only on a 12-game sample size, but I definitely see him being a guy that could definitely sit around the high or uh, quarterback two range and could potentially, if he makes a giant step up, um, maybe find his way as a quarterback one. But Pun intended. What was that? Pun intended. A giant, a giant step up. Yeah. Is that... Oh, shoot. <laughs> hey, it's just, it's just what I do. <laughs> it's I mean, unintentional. I was going to mention, too, uh, as much as uh, – uh, by the way, I love I love the designation of uh, Daniel Jones being a, a bull. I think uh, his situation has really increased, especially with those additions on the offensive line. Uh, I have a scenario, though. Would you guys at all be surprised? Obviously, we all love Josh Allen. He's the consensus uh, quarterback seven right now. Daniel all. Jones is a top six dynasty quarterback for me before you say anything. That's where I was, was going to say, so. would you be surprised if he ended up being as a seven, but clearly you're even higher than no, that? No, I have him set, I have him number six right Did now. You have Deshaun Watson? Six. I have Deshaun Watson five. Oh, so you have Wilson at seven. Oh, do you have Russ lower? I have Russ seven. Okay, because yeah, who's finishing the top seven quarterback his whole career? Probably yeah, because of age. Pretty much. 
Russ, honestly, the reason I have Russ lower is because Russ is in a run-heavy offense in the whole fucking yeah. situation. But I mean, I, the I, conversation, it happens every year in his TD rate. I know, I know. But, like, to me, yeah. to me, his his ceiling is capped at, like, quarterback, like, four because of his situation. Yeah. I but I, I'm never going to doubt Russell Wilson. I, like, it wouldn't no. shock me if he finished oh. ahead of Daniel Jones. Like, it would if, actually be expected. So Like, realistically here, say uh, Russell Wilson obviously had the pieces of, like, what Mahomes has on the Chiefs. Would you at all be shocked if uh, Russell Wilson was considered the number one quarterback in fantasy? I mean, a- okay, when you consider age, okay, I could see, but we if, if we they fire Brian Schottenheimer, absolutely. We also haven't seen him outside of that offense yet either, so I don't really want to like, make any. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's all hypothetical. Jones. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely believe Daniel Jones could be the the twelve this year, eleven. I think I think there's some time that's going to need to be uh, there for him to develop. Uh, that offensive line in front of them uh, needs some time to develop with the chemistry with each mm-hmm. other. Uh, I think they'll add some, maybe some interior pieces next year. I don't really think uh, Lemieux's a permanent piece, but they do want to try him out at center. Uh, their depth there is just a mess. So I think that was definitely their choice of selection there. And then the guards are older and I think could be moved out eventually too. I think they could really see a revamp line. I, I love what they did in the draft. I like the way that their line, if Lemieux works out, then they have the two tackles they drafted and yeah. then uh, and Solder maybe as a placeholder until Pert develops because I think Thomas is pretty ready to play right now. But then they also have Will Hernandez, who's like a road grader. And then yeah. they, if, if Lemieux works out, they'll have a center, and then you basically just have to uh, find a solid player to fit in that other guard spot. So Kevin Zeter's right there now. Oh, yeah, Zeitler. Yeah, Zeitler. yeah. Zeitler. That was a good pickup for them, by the way. Yeah, so right now, they're as it stands, if Lemieux steps in well and Thomas maybe plays right tackle and Solder's on the left side to start, I think their line's, like, probably top 10 in the league just, just like, right now. I was so, actually going to mention, too. Like, I could see them starting both the rookies. And even if you have Nate Solder as play, uh, playing your swing tackle, I mean, although he's not – hasn't uh, shown to be a quality starter in the past couple of years, I mean, having him as a swing tackle, especially as a veteran guy, an experienced guy, I mean, their offensive line improved, inc- uh, improved sorry, incredibly during the offseason. So, I really like what they're doing. I mean, it pains me as a Cowboys fan to say it, but, uh, I mean – they crushed the draft. They're crushing the development of the quarterback. I mean, they're doing it the right way right now, as much as we want to harp on Dave Gettleman. And the pieces they have around Daniel Jones are building chemistry with it. You saw with, with Darius Slayton last year, the chemistry that he had with him. And the good news for Darius Slayton and for Daniel Jones, in my opinion, are that they didn't try and like add too much to the position because I think their weapons are good enough. Like They have a good young tight end. They have the best running back in the league. I, I don't know if you guys – disagree with that probably think it's McCaffrey I think he's the best running back in the league Barkley I think yeah well what you're saying running talent wise and then um and then you have Tate and Shepard who maybe like they could stand to be upgraded upon at some point but they're still solid receivers and I think I I am so high on Darius Slayton I think he's going to be a top 20 uh, wide receiver in fantasy this year so absolutely who do you got Bush for yours all right, so mine is pretty much the exact same theme as Tyler's. It's all offensive line related, and that would be quarterback Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Now, I said the Giants. The Giants had a good offensive line. Let me read to you what the starting offensive line would be of Cleveland. That's good. Jedrick Wills, assuming he develops and works out at left Joel tackle. Batonio. Joel Batonio is probably one of the best guards in the league. J.C. Treader, who's the mo- probably the most underrated offensive lineman in the league, and he's a great center. Wyatt Teller, who's a solid player. He's nothing special, but he's a solid right guard. And then they have um, uh, Jack Conklin, who they signed in free agency at right tackle, who's absolute road grader in the run game. So that is a top 10 offensive line. And to tell you how important that is, Baker Mayfield was hurried the seventh most out of any quarterback last year. 
He had the seventh uh, least amount of time in the pocket and not because he was getting the ball out quick. It's because he was, he's, he's a chef type quarterback. I know that's ironic. His name's Baker, but um, <laughs> he holds the ball. He tries to make things happen. So he needs time. That's just the way the type of quarterback he is. And he was also blitz the fifth most out of any quarterback because one, he plays in the division with the Ravens and two, um, they know his offensive line sucks. So they, they just blitzed him and they, they knew these receivers didn't have great chemistry with him. So he, he was under pressure all year is the, is the point. Not to mention, they also added Austin Hooper. They retained Kareem Hunt, who's a great receiving back. They, uh, I, I think a couple of days ago, they re-signed Richard Higgins, who's a good fourth, fifth receiver. And they also drafted Donovan Peoples-Jones. So the weapons around him are great. And here's the big one. They didn't trade Odell. Not yet, at least. So he still has a number one receiver and he still has Jarvis Landry as well. So he's got two great tight ends that Stefanski is going to be using in that uh, 12 personnel set that he likes to run. I think Baker himself, just from a personal uh, standpoint, I think he learned a, a lesson last year. I think he learned he needs to shut his mouth and just play. Okay, Cause I love Baker, but he, he ran his mouth a little bit before the season started. Hopefully the firing of, um, of Freddie kitchens got some of the bad juju away from that team. And Stefanski can help kind of, um, rein in Baker's personality and, and make sure that the team is working more of a, as a cohesive unit and anyone who's shitting on Baker, let's not forget this guy broke the rookie touchdown record in 13 games. So, as a rookie. so, so I'm pissing myself right now. Cause, cause I didn't, I didn't know who your quarterback was. Um, <laughs> and my, my bear quarterback uh, for quarterbacks whose stock I think is going down is Baker Mayfield. So really? I'm no, let me hear you. Okay. We got We got to do this then. Cause we didn't know this. I want to know why you think can I, can I give down. mine first? Because mine is not fantasy related. Okay, so here we go. The Browns is the they're the ultimate. I'll see it when I believe it. Team, uh, right in front of the Cowboys. That's true. It's, I'll see it when I believe it is though. I'll yeah, see we're it winning the Super Bowl. Okay, exactly. So every, every we say this every single year with the we player. We say like we this. did not say this about their offensive line last year. Lucas. Yeah. Everyone knew it was a concern. They had fucking Greg Robinson as their left no one was, no one was talking about that because they traded away Zyler. That guy's a rubber warrior. They <laughs> traded away Zyler and no one mentioned their O-line. No I one did. talked about it because they had Austin Corbett. They had all these rookies that were going to fill the gap. So it guys, was not. Well, okay, well, the only, okay, the only rookie they're counting on is Jedrick Wills, who I believe is the best tackle in that draft. Guys, so, let's focus on doing this for the next video. Because this is literally like a yes, second okay, for yeah, the I'm not, okay, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, Saying he's a bad like like his stock up because his stock is going up. But I'm not taking. He is like the last wave of like the QB two young QB twos like right along like Drew Locke, Jared Goff, guys like that because you see every year. Okay, Freddie Kitchens is gone, right? Was he a first year head coach? Okay, they brought in. Oh yeah, another coach with no head coaching experience. So I'm not saying Stefanski's bad, That's but a I'm risk saying for sure. And the I'm saying that he all he brings into this team is a two tight end set run offense, which we've seen that. He brought in Austin Hooper. He drafted another tight end on top of the tight end There's they already line. have. Builds the O-line. He brought back Kareem Hunt for no reason when they have Nick Chubb because they're going to run two running backs. They're going to run the ball. They still have Odell, who brings ego to that team, wants the ball. He's not going to get the ball at the rate he wants it, and that's just, it's just true. He's not going to get it. Jarvis Landry with, is a good possession receiver, but he doesn't move the needle like another receiver could with the ball in his hands. He's just safe, which is you do need that on your team. Like just Okay, either way – Baker Mayfield finished as quarterback 16 last year and pretty much everything went wrong. If only half of those yeah. things go I wrong mean, this year, I think he's the top 10 quarterback. Well, more things went wrong. They brought in a run, they brought in a run coach. They brought in. Yeah, but that'll coach. allow him to be more efficient. 
Okay, I'm not saying he's going to be the most, yeah, I, the most I mean, volume in the league. I'm saying he's his stock is up because his situation has improved. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I just I think it's I think just it's like it's. I just don't want people to like. The identity of your team starts on your offensive line, and their offensive line is looking mighty ferocious right now. That is the point of this whole argument. I could talk about that weapons they added in the coaching, but the point is the offensive line because that's the biggest thing that improved for him. I agree with the Baker take. I know Tyler and Lucas don't, but uh, I just think that uh, his value at this point was so – like I don't want to say so low because he's still a young quarterback who's proven it – Especially in his rookie year, that he can well, he proved in his rookie year that he could produce with 27 30 touchdowns in 13 games when you're losing every game is not that impressive. 27 That's touchdowns in 13 what's games. What's really impressive is a 54 QBR uh, in 2019, but hey, we'll, we'll move on. It's fine. I, I, it's me, I'm only taking him like like as late as ADP as I possibly can, which I know is not going to be the case because everyone likes him because he's he's going to be Baker. like a top 10 quarterback for me because he's Baker Mayfield. He planted the flag in the middle of the field. That's why people like Gardner Minshew because he wears jorts. It's just how it's how gonna, fantasy should it's it's how fantasy shouldn't work, but it's how it is. I mean, I get it. it. It could work out. It could easily work out. Um, I could the way I picture this. If Stefanski offense works out, he's going to be Kirk Cousins like in terms of production, in terms of fantasy production, just in terms of his long career. But I mean, we'll see how it works out. But I mean, I don't mind it. Um, like I said, I'll see it when I believe it with them just like yeah. a lot of other teams in the league. Um, they got to prove it to me first. They They're a factory of sadness, I understand. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, but, yeah, so that is our four quarterback bowls in the dynasty stock market. Um, tomorrow we'll have our quarterback Bears. Um, we'll hear Tyler's case for Baker Mayfield. Um, if you want to keep Baker Mayfield, I guess we'll see. And then we have running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and then we're going on our normal schedule, you could say, of how we'll operate this offseason. So we'll see you guys next time. Peace.